Ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chicky Fitzgerald. Good afternoon. This is Chicky Fitzgerald, and we are going to bring to you some life-changing power. And we are doing that by talking to the author of a book called Pause. Rachel O'Mara wrote this book uh, to help you harness the life-changing power of giving yourself a break. And boy, do I need that. Rachel, welcome. Hi, Tiki. Great to be here. Thank you. Rachel, would you give our audience a little thumbnail of who you are? Well, I always find that that's uh, really helpful before we dive into the book to figure out what, what led you to write the book and, and go back as far as you want in your story. Yeah, yeah. So a little thumbnail of me is that I am actually working full-time at Google where I live in San Francisco and work in sales. And about five years ago, things weren't going so great here for me. I was in another role in a customer support manager role and was getting told I wasn't going up to par. My performance was lagging. And for all the effort that I gave it, I just couldn't figure out what was going on. So I essentially was burning out of my job. And instead of quitting and getting managed out, I chose to take a three-month unpaid leave. And that's what I call a long pause, and we'll get into that. But it actually prompted me to write a book about intentional shifts in behavior. And that's what I define as a pause. And I had had such a profound impact on my life, I wanted to help share what I learned over that time and afterwards with everyone. Wow. So you did you did return to Google, though. Yeah, I did. I wasn't sure I was going to, of course. You don't really <laughs> know how things will go. But I, uh, I did some soul searching during that time. And after about six weeks, I really did think my values aligned with Google, you know, just really like helping the better for organizing the world's information. And I thought the company stood for a lot of really good things that I was in alignment with. And so I chose to come back. Yeah. Well, that's terrific. And, and you had gotten your MBA and, and you have also become a, an executive coach so so how did that all play into uh how you managed that that yeah. time? Yeah, so actually had um I had I I have an MBA from Fordham uh that was before my break, so I'd already had some established credit credentials and um and then after my pause I actually started studying emotional and social intelligence. And uh from that I got a certificate in transformational coaching. That was not on my radar, by the way, at all when I took my three-month unpaid break. Uh, but I started being more present and more self-aware to notice how I was feeling in the moment and notice how others might be feeling. And I really was interested in the work of emotional intelligence, which I think really is very helpful, as we all know, with leadership and tuning in to make decisions based on emotions. There's all this research now on that. So all of that kind of came later. 
and I, my my life has transformed, I think, since this pause that I took in 2011. Um, and again, yeah, I define a pause as any intentional shift in behavior. Right. Mine happened to be three months, but there's many other ways you can do it. But you, you started off the book, uh, and I, I know you spent a lot of time telling your own story in, in Chapter 1, but you're, you're talking about training for peak performance. Now, is is that terminology kind of Google speak, or, or are you talking more generically about <laughs> how we train to be our best selves? Yeah, it's kind of a specific language there, isn't it? I, <laughs> I actually talk about uh, the reason I chose training for peak performance. To answer your question, it's more about um, like my own personal story where I was in uh, my background, I'm a rower. So I've uh, been a pretty, like pretty, athleticism has been a large part of my world. And I was training really competitively in New York after college for the New York Athletic Club and was going for the national team and things like that. So for me, like I looked at the world of my job and what was going on, like I was training for peak performance at my job. So I made a kind of a, um, a metaphor there for the world of rowing, which which is peak performance. Like you want to be at your best when you're at your race. And so for me, being at Google, you know, I was a achiever all my life, and that's how I ended up being so good at rowing. There was a lot of dedication and, and um, practice pretty much. And so for, for work, being at Google, I was doing the same thing. I was really putting a lot of effort in and taking my best effort uh, forward, foot forward to succeed. But for whatever reason, things weren't going great for me. And so that's why I, I labeled that um, that chapter, Training for Peak Performance. And so pretty much like the the one overall summary I would say is, I, you know, no matter how hard I tried, I wasn't doing well. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that where you think you've got something handled or you want to do really well at something in your life, whether it's professional or personal, and for whatever reason, you just flub it up like you're not doing it, whether it's a lack of focus or whether it's for some other reason, like an, another person doesn't really see that going on or you're not taking responsibility. There's all kinds of reasons. So that's really the beginning of my book is kind of what led up to this burnout stage and then knowing I could take that break. It wasn't on my radar at all. And someone as a friend suggested it and I looked into it and I was like, wow, that's actually a really good move I could make because my mental state was really bad. I mean, I felt like a failure and I would go into work thinking I was really not a fit for the role. And then my manager actually told me that and wasn't a fit for the role. So a lot of that played into um, me taking that break. Great. So you you also talk about there being actual signs that you need a pause, right? So, so yeah. what are those five signs that, that you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to answer it in maybe a slightly different way than you have in the past. Are, are these all signs that we can see ourselves, or do we need to kind of alert the people around us, whether it be mm-hmm. our family or a mentor or close friends, uh, you know, to kind of keep their eye yeah. on these things? Because, uh, you know, I, I know sometimes we aren't as clear-headed as we might need to be when we need a pause. Exactly, yeah. And and so I would say these are all for you. And the whole, the whole game of pausing to me is to be more self-aware. And I think it's great if you can enroll 
and, uh, as, and like get support from your network, whether it's a partner or your career peers or a mentor, because they're going to be in your best interest looking out for you. But ultimately, you're responsible for you, right? Like you're responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. Everyone listening is responsible for themselves. We're all individuals. And part of us being adults is really just knowing that we can choose and change how we are in the world if we really want to. You know, we're all going to have restrictions on that, but for the most part, there's that idea. But what's interesting is we don't really remember that all the time. We're often on autopilot, and we want to just do what we know has been normal for us our whole lives. And so these signs, I, I, come, I have five main signs that I say are kind of what to look out for that you need a pause. And again, a pause is any intentional shift in behavior, okay? So it doesn't have to be anything long-term. This could be just a change that you're looking for or a shift, a subtle shift, uh, whether it's career-based or doing something different. Really, like, it's kind of neat because it's different for everyone. But again, it's all about what you think works for you. So the first sign is, and these all happen to me, by the way, and you may have already had these happen <laughs> in some fa some facet. So if you're listening, kind of take a little mental tally of how many of these are going on in your life right now. And there may not be zero, might be zero, but maybe there's like one or two, and that's a great sign that pausing could be a, a really good solution for you. The first sign is you used to love your job and now you loathe it, or some facet of that. So right. in my case, yeah, like I, I loved my job. I thought it was great. I'd get energized and come to work. And then as time went on and I continued to not do great, it was a burden. Like I just didn't feel great about it. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. So that's sign number one, and, and it's pretty obvious. Uh, the second sign is that the boss tells you it's not working out or in some, some way that happens. And, again, it's happened to me, but it could be something really direct where uh, a manager tells you or your boss says, this isn't a great fit for you. And it doesn't have to be anything like other than that. It can just be a really objective statement. But it might be also something more subtle, like maybe you're walking down the hallway and someone just kind of thumps up to you and says, you know, like, are you okay? I know you're not doing well. Or like, you know, just like a little check-in like that. But this is right, up to you to right. kind of tune in and be like, hmm, like, is this not working out for me? So that's sign number two. And then sign number three is you, you have a technology intervention. And this one's a really interesting one because it leads to another type of pause called the digital device pause a little later. But uh, what happened to me was a friend of mine literally said, why are you always on your computer? And I was. Like, I would be at someone's house doing email because I wanted to get things done and finish my inbox at Sunday at 3 o'clock. And, right. uh, and so that was an intervention, and, and I actually called it that at the time and laughed it off a little bit, but at the same time realized, like, that was a pretty serious, uh, and a good friend, too, by the way, who, like, noticed that to tell me. So, right. Whether you give it yourself and say, I don't want to be tethered to my phone all the time. What am I doing? Why am I always looking at social media? Whatever it is. Uh, it's a big sign, and that one you can be aware of. And then the fourth sign is that there's some challenge that you're facing, adversity. And it could be grand or small, but pretty much something is an uh, obstacle in your course, in your on your path. And this is allowing you to shift. So may not even think like it's a really good opportunity. In fact, it might be like a really serious health issue. These are serious things. It could also just be things like your your spouse gets relocated and you want to be following them. You know, it could be anything. But the idea right. is like how can you how can you intentionally shift your behavior to align with what is 
ideal for you. And again, the whole big picture here is we want to lead more satisfied and meaningful lives and pausing can help us shift to that. Okay, so then the, the fifth one, the fifth sign is there's an opportunity. And the fifth sign, uh, opportunities come in many packages, but literally it could be something like just an itch that you've had for years maybe where you've right. wanted to pursue a passion. Maybe it's a class you want to take or maybe it's a, a new career you want to launch on the side or full time, hopefully on the side. So you can like see if it's a good fit. Right. But uh, all of those are, are opportunities. And so those are the five signs. And I think it's a good guideline where you can just kind of check in right now, even if you're listening and say, do I have any of these right now? And chances are there might be one happening. And if you have more, one or more, <laughs> really, or pausing is a good idea. <laughs> or five. Five is like you should be pausing. A, a, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. you explained a little bit about how, how you actually manage the, um, you know, the discussion about that you were actually going to take the pause. And, and you did take that plunge, and mm-hmm. Google was clearly supportal supportive of that so so then in the book you talk about the art of mental flossing and you know again that visual of of our teeth and things getting stuck and we need to get unstuck so talk to us about getting unstuck during the plunge yeah yeah so um the way i would the way i like to talk about this is uh we all have our own belief system right like we all grew up and the world forms in the way that we've experienced it and our our beliefs keep us who we are and sometimes they block us based on really just like not wanting to take a risk let's say like my belief is um you know i i i I, i'll go really i'll I'll go really deep here like i don't matter because i don't i don't take a risk and like that's a big one but when you get right down to it that's what it means well what if my belief was i do matter all right and so i have a technique that i created and again, it's called like mental flossing, like this metaphor of getting in between your teeth. It's like within your brain, you can catch these thoughts and the beliefs and then shift them. And so I came up with the taser technique, T-A-S-E-R, like the stun gun, you know, where you literally have a, a belief that's not serving you and you can zap it. And and so <laughs> it's an acronym that I use to uh, say tune in. So T, so you tune in and say, what's that, what's going on here? So if I say, oh, I don't have enough time. We all have said this probably a million times uh, in a week. Uh, so I don't have enough time. Okay, so that's tuning in. Hold on a second. What's that all about? A is acknowledge it. So, okay, like I don't have enough time. I've just noted that. I've just noticed that. There's no judgment. It's just it's just simply data. Um, S is shift. So what would be the belief you'd want to create? Uh, well, maybe I do have enough time. So it's pretty much the opposite. That's a great little tip. So whatever your belief is, if you flip it like 180, just take the opposite, and that's the shift you can create. Uh, so I do have enough time. And then uh, E is express, so T-A-S-E, and then E is express. So you could say it out loud, like I have enough time. You can write it down. You could say it to yourself. I think really most effective is when you can say it out loud. Your brain is kind of rewiring itself in the moment. And then the last one is R, which is you repeat it. Just continue to do this. And repeating this builds the muscle, the, the mental muscle where you're like going to the gym or lifting weights. Each time you can catch a belief and shift it, you're able to create a little more strong uh, resonance with it within what you believe. And so it doesn't happen overnight, like we all know, but it can be a 
gradual change and and over time you do become more self-aware and these beliefs are just exactly that they're they're not true they're maybe serving you at some point is a in his in history but for now you're able to shift them and and the idea is that it's totally possible and again it's our choice to do that but a lot of times we're just not aware of it and pausing to me is even that moment where you're shifting so you're intentionally shifting your behavior based on that belief and so Maybe you decide to take that meeting or you say yes to a friend. Um, and, and I talk a lot about growth mindset as well from Carol Dweck. And, and that's part of, I think, being in, that, in a mental flossing state. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so you also talk about having a, a dashboard uh, of your pause and, mm-hmm. and really the three elements of that, money, time and activity and you know I mean I can kind of hear in the minds of people who are listening well yeah it was great for for Rachel she was able to take three months off you know Mm. I am just so wrapped around the axle with money you know and my obligations I'm not even sure I could do that but but if they were able to or even if they were able Mm -hmm. to do the daily pause that you uh, interject in chapter six so, so why are those three things the the big uh, things that you needed to monitor during the pause on this dashboard? Yeah, yeah. And again, so the big picture is pausing is essentially not tied to quantity of time. It's tied to quality of time. And then again, it's any intentional shift in behavior. So whether you have zero dollars or a billion dollars, whether you have one moment or a whole year or more, or whether you can not change a single activity you do or add in new activities for you, you can create a pause that works for you. And it's going to be an individual decision. And I think of it like an art, right? It's not exactly a science, but it's this art of the flexibility in how creative you can get. So yeah, some of us may not have any budget to do anything. Well, that's okay. And actually one of my favorite pauses is is the belly breath pause. Like you can literally put a hand on your diaphragm an inhale and exhale. And did that cost any money or was that a lot of time? <laughs> no, right? So I think the idea is that the uh, I is in the beholder and based on these dials, these three levers, if you will, money, time frame, and activity, you can decide what works for you. And in general, we're all constricted by finances, right? Whether you whether you have a budget or zero money, and I actually have some tools in the book to, to have a budget so you can map out what savings you would need if you wanted to take a longer pause. Uh, right. But the idea is, is the, and then I've got really good thought questions in there, like what would be the amount of time you want to take off? And believe it or not, we actually don't usually need as much time as we think. If we actually just satisfy our deeper yearnings, which is also in the book and work by Dr. Judith Wright, who wrote the forward pause, um, our yearnings are our deepest hungers, you know, what we really yearn for in, in our worlds, whether it's to connect or to love or to make a difference, like those big picture things. That's what matters to be satisfied. And when we can do that, pausing is tied to that, I think, and helps us. But uh, by any means, you can really create what works for you and really think about, you know, maybe you don't need as much time as you thought. Maybe it's a weekend. Maybe it's a day that you've chosen not to use your phone if it's a digital device pause. Uh, maybe maybe it's, it's a Wednesday night that you take a class. And, and so that's the time. And the key is it's intentional. So you're not just going through the motions. You're really deciding how this works for you so that you can make the most of it. Got it. 
And and so then I I mentioned the the daily pause, and I, I'm presuming that here you're talking about you know after you have taken the big pause, if you're able to do that, you still mm-hmm. need to have the discipline of if you fall back into some of those old habits or or you know get sucked back in as yeah. as we quite often do to you know just some of the dramas that go on around us. Uh, how can you institute that as just a part of who you are moving forward so that you don't get back in the old rut? Yeah. Yeah, so I love this concept of daily pausing. And uh, the, the whole idea is that pausing can become a way of life. And, again, this is intentional shifts in behavior. This doesn't mean you're sitting back at your couch, like, feed up, eating chips. I mean, it can be, but, like, are you really, are you really intentional about that? Maybe it is just to relax which is great and a total good reason and intention to pause. But the idea is that it serves you. So, you know, how energized will you feel after that? Like maybe you won't feel a little energized or feel sluggish. So daily pausing to me is a really great introduction to the world of pausing. You don't have to take any long breaks. It doesn't require any money. Um, and the idea is that, again, you can, you can do things from one minute up into like, you know, the whole day, I think, if you wanted to. And so a couple of these examples that I have in the book, and I think they're really great to start, and we actually just did one was the belly breath pause. So we did right. that one. But I'll teach you one that, um, that actually Dr. David King Keller has, and he calls these stress buster pauses. So we all deal with stress. And, and actually a certain right. amount of stress is good. It actually keeps us on our toes and alert. But when you hit this certain threshold, it kind of diminishes returns pretty quickly. So he has a one that I love, which is called palm to face. And so if you want to do this with me, you can place the palm of one hand close to your face, maybe about six inches in front of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So if you look at your palm in front of your mouth and you blow on it with your mouth, you feel the breath on your your palm, putting all the attention and sensation on your palm. And then put your hand down. It's very focusing and calming, as you may have just noticed. Did you mm. feel a change there? Yes, definitely. Isn't that cool? It's like 30 seconds. And uh, there's a couple other ones he has too, but I think these are so powerful because your brain is actually wired in a different way when it's looking at your hand and feeling a breath. And all of a sudden, it, it takes the attention from the stress into other places that are less, it actually activates uh, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is just really cool little neuroscience there for you. So uh, that are some, those are some examples of daily pauses, and there's many more. One is a nature pause, so literally going outside, maybe walking right. around the block, even at lunchtime. I know it's uh, hot in the summertime, but, but maybe there's a way you could do it even around your office where you're just taking in the five senses, what you see, hear, right. feel, taste, or smell. All of a sudden, we kind of tune inward and notice what is it that's going on? And it's very calming and um, and works as well. So well, there's I a also, bunch of positives like that. I love the concept that you introduced in Chapter 9, which is creating your pause playground. And, you know, I know I get stuck because um, – and. Actually, I work in just a wonderful location. We moved about a year ago to this fabulous house on a lake. And I live in Mm. Florida, so, you know, we previously had lived on water, but we were on a marina. And, you know, you looked out and you saw boats, and, you know, that maybe should have been relaxing. But now I live on this lake that looks like I'm in northern Wisconsin, right? So it's all wooded, and it's just gorgeous. 
but even there, I I do get stuck, and and uh, it's funny because I do my radio shows normally on Fridays, but the last couple of weeks I've had someone who needed for me to do it on Thursdays. Well, our cleaning people here are here on Thursdays. So mm. um, I, I actually go into uh, a corner of our bedroom that my husband has his big black chair, right, that used to be in mm-hmm. his man cave, and we couldn't couldn't find room for it in, in his office now. And And so I find just the change in scenery could actually accomplish that same thing because even though I've got beautiful scenery in my normal environment, right, coming in here is just different. It's it's more serene. That's great. I love it. Right. So 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 the so pause playground is kind of like making the most of whatever your environment is, and some of those environments are adverse. So even for example, I call it a forced pause. But like, what if you get laid off or you're in between careers? Like these are kind of things that we've negatively thought of, like, oh, no, I have all this new challenge ahead of me. And so my invitation is to think about it a little differently and create a playground, if you will, where as you think about kids and they like to play, like it's how they learn. If anyone has kids out there, you'll probably understand immediately what I'm talking about. And as kids, we also did that. And over time, as adults, you kind of lose that aspect. It doesn't mean it's gone forever, but when you think about play, um, it's really about how do we learn and grow through our own experiences and also enjoy it as we go. And even if it's not the, the best of circumstances, there's always a silver lining, I think. Um, so, so some of that is really what I mean by creating your own pause playground and, keep, and creating something meaningful for you. So whether it's a house by the lake and you can really take in the, the, like, just the serenity there and, and like enjoy it. That's awesome. I, I want to go there, by the way. I'm a big <laughs> fan of lake houses. And, uh, or, or it's another, it's another obstacle. Maybe it's one of those, the signs of a challenge. And, and the idea is to ask yourself, like, how can you shift your behavior? And, and the idea is, you know, even this exercise of picturing yourself six months later, no matter what you decide to do as a pause, like, what would like, how would your life be different? Uh, what could you share about that and, and like learn, learn about it? And uh, what would be the next action you need to take to go forward in it? And those are questions we can all, all think about right. because we, like, I think the truth is all of us have something on our radar that we either want to do or we've longed to do or one of those yearnings I talked about mm-hmm. that we could probably be more like working towards more. And, um, and by working there, I, I just only mean it can it can be something that we want to have in our lives a little more. Doesn't mean it's right. extra work, and so that's I think the the idea of you know creating your own playgrounds for yourself. Interesting. So for for you post pause when you did your reentry back into Google, mm-hmm. what was your biggest challenge? Yeah. So so I ended up going back to Google after three months, like I mentioned. Uh, my biggest challenge, so I had to find a new job. <laughs> I, I had a couple agreements before I left where I, was not to ret- I wasn't going to return to my role, and I had right. found and trained a replacement. Um, so I was on the hook to find a new role, and I had a limited time frame. And so um, what, what I ended up doing, I had over 75 interviews, which were uh, very intentional. I, you know, I did come back. I was rejuvenated and refreshed. It really helped change my mindset. But I, I had to find a job. And, I, and one thing I did was look at my strengths, where I did things like the Strength Finder assessment from Tom mm-hmm. Raff and the Gallup, and asked people what they thought I was good at, because my mental fog hadn't really allowed me to, like, I didn't know what it was, really. 
Um, so knowing my strengths really helped me, and I really was intentional about really looking at jobs that matched my strengths. And so I had to kind of filter out things that I, don't, I didn't think would, would be great roles for me. A lot of the operational roles that I'd been in, I just chose not to, to do that. Um, so that was a big challenge. And then I think just really owning my story. You know, it takes courage to pause, uh, whether it's a long break or a day where you're just not necessarily doing what you normally do. And so owning that and just really being the person you are and the person you're, you are becoming and being authentic is a big challenge sometimes. So owning my story, being like, yeah, I took this break and things were not great <laughs> before, let's be honest. And now I'm just feeling right. really good and I want to start fresh and I know I'm in, I want to go into sales. I feel like this would be a great fit for me and I'm actually still in sales. So, uh, so there you go. So that was a big big challenge that I had, but at the same time, I, I, I was really authentic and, and I have a whole way to have, have a communication plan around pausing, whether you're re-entering right. back in so you can just be really genuine because the chances are when you're vulnerable or when you are sharing more of you, it gives whoever you're talking to, well, one, a deeper insight into, into you and creates a deeper connection, but also it gives them the permission to be vulnerable and kind of match you, which is kind of cool. And all of a sudden, you've got like a really deep conversation going or someone sees you in a way they may not have seen you before or heard you before. And so I think that's really important and helped me feel even more secure in what I was doing and, and really proud of what I was doing because it was a shift and it was serving me. And that's the whole right. point of pausing is to align with what really your values are and tune into what matters and so you can shift accordingly. And so what, what would be the one tip that you would leave with our listeners about creating pausing as a way of life? Mm. So pausing can start right now, I would say. Pausing can start in this moment, even if you took that belly breath pause. And the key is this is for you to be more aligned with what matters to you. So over time, I think that's easy to lose sight of. Maybe we're preoccupied. Things come up in life all the time. There's just a lot going on, you know. So I think the bottom line is to be more self-aware is really important. And you can open a whole new world for yourself, whether it's being more present, being more self-aware, knowing more of what you want, going for it through pausing. And I think that's really my whole message in the book is, is when you are enabling yourself with a growth mindset and being self-aware, you live a more fulfilling life, bottom line. And, and uh, who doesn't want that? <laughs> it's pretty oh. cool. Well, I love it. So, Rachel, if our listeners would like to get in touch with you and, and really just to follow you and, and to mm -hmm. follow your continued journey, what is the best way for them to do that? So they can, everyone can go to my website, which is my name, rachelomera.com. It's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-O-M-E-A-R-A.com, rachelomera.com. And you can sign up to get the first two chapters of Pause free on my website. So if anyone just wants to take a look and see if it's something of interest or learn a little more, you get the first two chapters for free uh, on my website. And there's also info on a free coaching session there as well on the coaching page. And I invite everyone to have a jumpstart session with me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, Rachel, thank you so, so much uh, for being with thank us today. You, and, 
and uh, for allowing me to take a little pause. Uh, I've had, as I said, a, a hectic and really, really wonderful week with uh, finally bringing my, my new team together. I've been a solopreneur for a long, long time, built a product and, and you know, have been a product but haven't yet been a team and haven't yet been a company. And so this week was a really pivotal and and uh, I'm going back in, into some meetings this afternoon with those that are still here before they run back to their own lives. And, yeah. and so this pause has been really important to me. So we've, we've been talking to Rachel O'Mara, and she is the author of a book called Pause. If you're walking through a bookstore, it's got a beautiful uh, teal kind of turquoise uh, cover. And I call it Pause Blue. <laughs> I love that. And and so the it the underscored title of this is harnessing the life-changing power of giving yourself a break. And I believe that to be a game changer, you have to slow down, you know, smell the roses, take a pause and and really uh, you know, take that big breath before you go out and yeah. change your world because you can't change it when you're running on empty. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, thanks That's again good. so much, Rachel. And uh, thanks to our listeners. Uh, it is always wonderful to have you with us. And if you would like to learn more about changing your game, please join the GameChanger.network. So thanks so much, and we will see you again next week. Thanks. Thank you. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Thank you.